get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Alongside former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by one of the best hockey insiders in North America. He is Darren Drager. He does his work for TSN. You can give him a follow on Twitter at his name, Darren Drager. Darren, we appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. Let's start with the obvious question for the St. Louis Blues. The big question for Army going into the offseason is how in the world do you make this work with Alex Petrangelo? As we get things started here, Darren, what do you think this looks like for the Blues and Petrangelo? Well, it's a formidable challenge, no question about that. I I know that there's an appetite from both sides to get something done. You know, Alex Petrangelo and his family have always been happy with St. Louis and, and with the Blues organization, and that's not changing now because he's earned the right to unrestricted free agency, but there is a business side to this, as we know all too well, and that's been applied on an annual basis in St. Louis and uh, around the National Hockey League, and, and I always respect players, uh, especially the stature of Alex Petrangelo, who you know want to make sure that the business side of things is is looked after. You know, the, the notion of a hometown discount, yeah, I mean, I guess it, 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 it what's the definition of that? You know, is it a year less term? Uh, is it flat out less money? I mean, we're not going to know that until these two sides get into the heavy lifting of that back and forth. And as of this morning, that that wasn't the case. Not to say that St. Louis isn't going to tender an attractive offer. I mean, they respect their captain enough that you know they're, they're going to do what they believe is prudent and necessary, and then it goes from there. But I think what we can also appreciate here, guys, is if Petrangelo gets to the open market, Pandemic aside, um, lost revenue aside, players like that just don't come available very often. No different than star goaltenders uh, or top centers. So the market will be as strong as Alex Petrangelo needs it to be. Yeah, so the dregs, that's where I wanted to go with this next is that I don't, just like you said, I don't believe the pandemic will affect a player like Alex Petrangelo but that being said, you know, what are some of the teams that you could see that are really, really interested? And I know there's a lot of them that would love to have Alex Petrangelo, but teams that you think would be automatic to where they'd be calling Doug, or calling Alex Petrangelo and Newport Sports talking about how great their city is. Yeah, well, I can think of three Canadian teams, Revs automatically. <laughs> you know, and you, Toronto is obvious, and and you know the deal that Kyle Dubas made today is is important in moving Casperi Capitan to the Pittsburgh Penguins because it frees up three point two million dollars in cap space, and Toronto needs cap space because they need to invest 
money and attention to their blue line with Tyson Berry not likely coming back, Cody Cece not likely coming back. So you stay in Canada and you go out west and you look at Winnipeg. You know, Winnipeg went through just an unbelievable situation with Dustin Bufflin all of last year prior to the pause. Uh, I mean, obviously Winnipeg would prefer to have Dustin Bufflin back on the ice and in their lineup. That's not going to happen. But they can utilize the cap space generated by Bufflin deciding to do what he did and not being part of the organization now moving forward. And then you've got the Calgary Flames. And and no different to Winnipeg and, and Toronto, you know, Calgary's got expiring contracts in Travis Hamanick and in T.J. Brody. And Calgary is as disappointed as Winnipeg is, as Edmonton was, as Toronto is. I mean, go down the list uh, because they didn't they, they didn't achieve their goal this year in in a bizarre uh, scenario in terms of the return to play, but doesn't matter in the playoffs. They didn't achieve their goal, so there are three Canadian teams, and you can probably add another. 10, maybe even 15 around the league that if a player of the status of Alex Petrangelo actually hits the market, they're going to call and they're going to have interest. Now, Dregs, a follow-up to that is how important do you think, your opinion only, obviously, but how important do you think it is that Alex goes to a team that's, you know, considered to be a contender or headed in that direction? Because, look, the Detroit Red Wings – could have as much cap space as humanly possible, and he may yeah. not want to go to a team like that, not because it's a bad team, I think it's a heck of an organization, but just because they're so far away from a championship window. Yeah, I, I hear you. And and based on, on my opinion here, I would say that, that, is, that that's going to be key to any decision that Petrangelo makes. Um, you know, he's not going to leave a team that, that he proudly won a Stanley Cup with and, and believes that he can win more Stanley Cups in St. Louis, you know, because he's, he's chasing all the money. The money has to be part of it, uh, but so does winning and having an opportunity to win. You know, especially for players at, at his age, I mean, you'd like to believe that you can play forever, but as Jamie would tell you, you can't play forever. No, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> some point you know father time catches up and you go okay geez you know the money was great and my family's family's families are going to be looked after but if i had decided this seven years ago maybe i've been able to you know tuck a couple of extra stanley cups away so you know the competitive aspect is is key and that's what you look for in balance but that's what newport sports who represents alex petrangelo does best right like they're they're going to give that client Alex Petrangelo, every conceivable scenario. All right, well, if you want to stay in St. Louis, here's the Blues offer. We don't think that we can push that much higher than what Army has already put on the table. Well, here are the other umpteen offers that you can consider, and and these are the ones that we think, based on everything they've got organizationally, that are going to be competitive and they are going to be contending teams. All of that is what Newport Sports kind of boils down to before the client makes the official decision. We're talking with Darren Drager. He's TSN's Hockey Insider here on 101 ESPN. So, Darren, the Blues currently have $2 million in cap space. That's obviously not enough to be able to bring back Alex Petrangelo, and they've got Vince Dunn to take care of as well. But we've been talking a lot about the other moves that could potentially be made here. I wanted to ask you about the trade market because we've brought up names like Jaden Schwartz and Tyler Bozak and Jake Allen, of course. 
how active yeah. do you anticipate the trade market being this off season? And we've talked about the money in the pandemic. How is that going right. to play into this? Yeah, you know, I think it is going to be active primarily because of the flat salary cap of $81.5 million. And, you know, there are a number of cap teams out there. Mentioned Toronto getting business done early here. Well, Toronto is a cap team. I mean, these teams are going to find ways to comply, but they might have to get creative in, in how they do that. Uh, so you you are going to have business and you are going to have opportunity to, to make moves. And, you know, there's another side of this that's going to be interesting. You know, we, we talked about Petrangelo and you talked about the top of the food chain, the class, you know, guys like that are going to get paid. Taylor Hall is going to get his money. Jacob Markstrom, who's had a, a real strong playoff push for the Vancouver Canucks in goal, you know, a bit of a blemish against uh, Vegas in game one. He's going to get paid as a free agent. Then you look at the middle of the pack of the unrestricted free agents. They're going to take some heat. There's going to be guys there that are going to have to take loss. And then the lower end, your depth forwards, your depth defense, it might be first come, first serve. Take what you can get. And then to complicate things even more, what's arbitration going to look like? You know, there are going to be teams that, that have arbitration cases with certain players, and you know they're, they're going to feel like that player is in a position where his arbitration award might be better than $3 million. Well, they like the player. They just don't like that player at $3 million. So do they walk away from that player and not qualify that player? Or do they make a trade with that player, even though it's not a trade that they would, would normally want to make? They just feel like they have to because of a flat cap. So all of those things uh, put into one pot stirs up to tell me those are the ingredients for the recipe of a, of a pretty busy off season. Uh, Dregs, I want to shift gears just a little bit here. And look, as teams are coming home around the NHL, teams that have been eliminated, look, we're all asking, you know, like, what's it like inside the bubble, right? Because I, obviously I we don't have access to it. What are you hearing from the Toronto guys, those teams up there, about how they're enjoying, not enjoying, things they like, things that maybe could be better? Because I – I do. I have a feeling for some reason that this bubble concept, it might carry over to the start of next season, and I'm just interested to see you know where players are on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it could, it could, and some have speculated on that. I mean, there's discussions that are happening now between the NHL and the NHL Players Association on on what 2021 is going to look like and and when it would start. And you know, Commissioner Bettman has been pretty rigid on an early December start date. I'm not buying that anymore because yeah. reality tells me as I look around North America that that's, that's just not realistic unless you maintain this this bubble concept. Um, I guess I'd throw it right back at Jamie or I'd throw it right back at, at any NHL player. You know, the, the bubble experiment has been a largely successful one, mostly because there have been no positive tests of COVID-19, so great success there but it, it got the sport back on the ice and the national hockey league players association, us as hockey fans, we needed that, but let's make no mistake about this. The players were sold on this concept, knowing that there was going to be sacrifice and the sacrifice is you're in a bubble. You're confined to that bubble. You can't see your families for an extended period of time, but you know, when the end is and the end is when they hoist the Stanley cup, if you're one of the two fortunate teams, right? Try and convince the players across the league 
to go into a bubble for a regular season. How could you do that? <laughs> How could you possibly do that? I, there'd have to be breaks in there, like two-week breaks where families are allowed to come in. You're allowed to go see your family. Then that means you're not talking about an 82-game regular season. You're talking about, what, 70, 60 games? I just the, – the, the bubble – uh, experiment has been a terrific success for what it is and what it was needed to be. To extend it into the regular season, I think that's too much to ask of the players. Final question that I have for you, Dregs, is one on the Blues specifically. We've talked a lot on this show about you know, what is it going to take to be able to make this thing work salary cap-wise, to bring back Petro if that's the decision that they decide to make. We've talked a lot about Jaden Schwartz in particular as a guy that maybe would have to be moved to make the money work. I also wanted to bring up Vladimir Tarasenko with you because right. he went out with the mysterious shoulder injury in the postseason, and there's just there's always been questions about what that marriage looks like over the long term for the Blues. In your apparent yeah. opinion, Drakes, what do you see with those two players, and what would maybe the interest be around the league if they became available? Well, there'd be a terrific amount of interest, and I, I agree with your assessment on Tarasenko. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a highly skilled elite-level player. Uh, the injury in the playoffs did not do him any favors. You know, after going through the year that he did with the injury, the hope, of course, was he'd come back in after the pause and, and just take off. Uh, and unfortunately for him, that, that wasn't the case. So at what point do you consider that and, and hope that he has you know, more years to come of perfect health, or do you cut bait? And I don't have an answer to that. And I don't think that, that Armstrong or anyone at this point has, has an answer for that. Uh, Jaden Swartz, again, the type of skilled player that, that so many teams would have considerable interest in. So, I mean, names like that are of interest to anybody as long as they're real and, and they, they, they're out there. Um, there's a difference between the three of us having a, a speculative conversation and those players being in play. I haven't heard either name yet. Uh, no different than some of the names we were talking about last week, like Johnny Goodrow and Sean Monaghan <laughs> and all of these players out of Calgary. And I'd put those guys in the same category, only I'd give Schwartz and, and Tarasenko the benefit of the doubt and give them the edge because they're Stanley Cup champions. So if, if that's what Armstrong has to do, to shake up the core or just because of the reality of the salary cap world, he's going to have no problems developing interest from other clubs. Are there any names you are hearing on the trade market and as it pertains to the blues? No, not specific to the blues. Um, it is starting to percolate a little bit. And, and when you see deals like the one that went down between Toronto and Pittsburgh today, uh, then that that'll get uh, the, the rumor mill turning even more. So I, Jimmy Rutherford and Pittsburgh guys isn't done. He's not done. And, and there could be some interesting names uh, that, that surface out of Pittsburgh in the days to come here. But I, I haven't heard anything specific or dramatic out of St. Louis. He's Darren Drager. You can find his work on TSN where he is their hockey insider. Also give him a follow on Twitter at Darren Drager. Dregs, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll look forward to talking with, talking with you again soon with what is certainly going to be an interesting offseason for the Blues. Yeah, no doubt about that. I look forward to it as well. Be well, fellas. You got it. That's Darren Drager joining us here on 101 ESPN.